This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. Today, we're talking with Joe Lardy, Market Intelligence and Insights Analyst with CHS Hedging. Joe, dry weather continues to be a concern for growers in North and South America. How are crop conditions looking, and what kind of impact could that have on price? Well, well let's start let's with start South with America. I think the big thing that we have to watch there is we're finally getting some confirmations that the La Nina pattern that we've been in for almost three years is starting to fade. Our own government weather forecast, NOAA, they've come out and said sometime between March and into April, that pattern should be gone. And we're, we're starting to see those effects down in South America now as Argentina has picked up some very much needed rain here over the last couple of weeks, and there's more rain in the forecast. And we've also seen parts of Brazil that had been on the drier side of things pick up some rain as well. So what that means overall, I think, is that the crop outlook for Brazil remains very strong. Brazil should have a record crop this year at over 150 million tons. And Argentina, which had been on the down, you know, sliding down lower and lower, is going to stabilize and, and, and they might pick up a little bit uh, of production there in Argentina. And what that's done lately to prices is it has put some pressure on prices knowing that South America has this good crop. Here in the U.S., we've also seen a little bit of a pattern change as well, where there was, for the longest time, there was this big bullseye on the drought monitor in the plains areas. And we saw that reflected in the in the last crop report, where production was down in that area. And we had the lowest winter wheat crop conditions that we've seen in a long time. Well, we've seen some pretty significant snowstorms and rainstorms that have come through there. And it's really helped to recharge that, uh, that moisture. It's not solved the problem, but it's taking steps in the right direction. And again, as we see these moisture events come through, we're seeing a little bit of pressure on prices here. And Joe, now it has been a few weeks since the USDA released their World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates. How did that change your interpretation of the markets? It's interesting that we can kind of wrap our arms around the supply side of the market now. The USDA gave us those final numbers here in January. And now going forward, the thing that I'm really focused on is going to be the demand side of the equation. Um, with the weather change that I, I mentioned down in South America, I think we have a pretty good handle on where South American production is going to be, give or take just a little bit. The U.S. production, we know where that is because the, the USDA gave us those numbers. So now we need to look forward to demand. And I think that's really going to be the key driver for these markets. And it really comes down to some of the subtle changes that the USDA made that I think are going to be really important. One of the things that they did was they took down Chinese soybean imports by 2 million tons. And most of the time, people would look at a, a change like that and go, oh, 2 million tons, that's not huge. But that's kind of showing a trend out of China that we as you know big soybean exporters don't want to see. We wanted to see China over that 100 million ton mark. We just can't get them to get over that 100 million ton mark. And that to me would signify that they're getting past their COVID concerns, their hog herders rebuilding, you know, people are getting out, consumers are, are starting to need that product, and we're just not seeing that. And that's really troublesome for me, especially on top of a potentially, you know, record crop coming out of Brazil. So there's just not as much demand as I'd like to see, and there's more competition in the market than I'd like to see. And so keeping a, a, a real close eye on 
anything happening uh, relating to demand is gonna be really key to this market. Well, Joe, we are getting closer to springtime. Is there anything producers need to have in mind for their marketing this time of year? I think it's going to be a really interesting spring just with what are we going to plant? I mean, we're looking at all of our balance sheets, corn, wheat, beans, and and a lot of other products, and they're all kind of demanding more acres. And so I think that's going to make the markets really dynamic for sure going into this spring. And also, uh, one of one of the brokers in in CHS Hedging did a really interesting study looking at the January high price and looking at that throughout then the rest of the year, comparing that January high to the rest of the year. And going back to 1994, we've eclipsed the January high sometime throughout the year, and every time, but two years in corn and only once in beans. And so it's pretty safe to say that once we know what that January high is, we'll use the month of February to set the insurance price. We're going to have two really important factors or, you know, two uh, numbers, data points in which we can compare our marketing plan then for the rest of the year. Folks, that's Joe Lardy, market intelligence and insights analyst with CHS Hedging. Joe, thanks for joining us. You bet. Thanks Thanks for having me me on. And thank you for joining us here around the table. Learn more about the benefits of cooperative ownership at cooperativeownership.com.